0: Welcome to The Innovation Experts, a global podcast brought to you by Farnell, Newark and Element 14, where you can find out about the latest innovations in the world of electronics. Hello and welcome to The Innovation Experts, a global podcast by Farnell. My name is Simon Meadmore. I am the Vice President of Product and Supplier Management at Farnell, joining you from Leeds, United Kingdom. Today, we have Mark Yields from Schneider Electric joining us from Coventry in the United Kingdom. Mike is the Vice President of Industrial Automation. He has worked in the automation supply industry for over 25 years, joining Schneider Electric in 2015. He is currently responsible for their eco-structural automation offer for smart machines and factories and for the industrial market. In this episode, we are going to find out what makes Schneider's solutions unique, including their approach to Industry 4.0 and automation welcome to the podcast mark
1: good morning and thanks for the invitation very kind of you
0: you're welcome okay we're here to talk about industry 4.0 so what does industry 4.0 mean to schneider electric
1: well it's a broad topic isn't it and i think that industry 4.0 for schneider I mean it actually means two things in two different areas for us so it means what are we doing ourselves how are we building and developing the right products solutions and services for our customers to help them be more effective but actually it's a bit broader than that for Schneider Electric because we have over 200 manufacturing facilities ourselves across the globe of which I'm sure you can imagine we are also on a digital transformation journey ourselves which started back in 2016 and 15, in terms of making our own facilities operationally effective both from a production perspective and also from a sustainability point of view as well. So there's a kind of twofold answer to the same question, really, which is we got one eye on what we're doing in our own facilities and then we look at, well, how can we translate and adopt the same methodologies and utilize that within our customers to use the same either technology or thinking to help customers become as effective as they can as well. Thank you, Mark. And
0: clearly, Schneider are a huge organisation, as you've outlined there. Can you give us some idea of the size of the industrial 4.0 business to Schneider and where you see that opportunity for growth?
1: It's a really challenging question because, of course, it takes on many different forms. But I think in terms of, let me take the last point first, in terms of growth, it's exponential, isn't it? It's a bit of an unknown. I mean, we hear various, um, various numbers posted on what that could mean in terms of digital points or data points captured. We hear different values in terms of multiple trillions, in terms of opportunity for companies and organisations to strip cost out of their organisation and or make themselves more productive and better aligned to their own sustainability strategy and structure. What is the cost and what is the opportunity? It's a broad question and I have to give a broad answer, unfortunately. But I think we could say vast in terms of multiple trillions in terms of opportunity. Where does that disseminate down into Schneider Electric, though? We measure our relative success in this space by how many digital points do we sell? How many opportunities do we work with our clients on in terms of making them more effective from a a service and a predictive offer perspective. So we look at that as well, just to see how connected we are into our customers. So it's a very challenging question to answer, actually. Broadly, I think we could say multiple trillions in terms of the global sphere. And then for Schneider Electric, I think most of our growth now, and in terms of our R&D investment, is really focused on how do we make products and solutions that are interconnectable, ready for the future, and the collection of data and data points around a particular customer's facility or manufacturing site. I understand
0: it's difficult to size the opportunity, but a bit later on in the podcast we'll come on to the opportunity and the adoption of 4.0 for our customer base, so I completely understand it. it's challenging. So if we just move on, uh, what are the most common challenges, pitfalls when customers try to move to industry 4.0 systems in your view?
1: Well, I think one thing we could say is that a vast amount of the technology that we use to capture opportunities for operational effectiveness have probably been around with us for quite some time. However, we have seen a real shift in terms of the early entrance into the market on sensing technology, maybe those that are looking at edge processing and the way the communication platforms have evolved over time. have become a lot more open. So it's a great opportunity. What are the challenges though? I think most of the time or most of the opportunities that we see for really investing in this space are understanding what the baseline is today. And most of the time, it's not that a customer or a client or an industry can't find a solution. It's how do I set myself up in a way that allows me to really think quite strategically with maybe small projects in mind at the start, but where scalability is really easy to gain maximum effect so i think of things like how do i capture my data how do i then visualize that data am i finding any patterns in the data that give me opportunities for optimizing my plant today and then maybe you know if we're really advanced on this journey of digital or iot 4.0 how do i start to make some clever and autonomous decision making as part of that process And then, I suppose if I'm looking at the whole circular economy piece, just on this, is well, what can I do in my factory design and operation that helps me become more effective in not just the capital phase, but the operational phase? And then into things like waste stream, how can I eradicate waste from the total supply chain? And then, of course, you talk about things like circularity. So I think it's always challenging for customers, but I think let's focus in on what the opportunity is, which is how do I get myself ready for an IoT 4.0 transition? And the fundamentals still remain quite true, actually, which is, have I set my organization up from a structural point of view to allow creative thinking and space to think differently to the norms in terms of maybe engineering, marketing, sales, and operations? Have I set myself up in a good spot for that? And then the second piece to that is, and if I have done that, Am I partnering with the right people who can help me on that transition and the pathway to an optimized
0: facility? No, it's really interesting insights there. And I agree, we have spent some time talking about the challenges and we should really move on to the benefits and the opportunities. So, with that, what benefits should companies see from adopting an Industry 4.0 approach?
1: Well, I think this is a great question because the question we really need to ask ourselves in industry is what problem am I trying to solve? So rather than focus on what areas are really giving me maybe a potential headache, what areas are really causing me grief today? And I think if we maintained our structure around this, which is how do I solve this issue, then the benefits start to become quite vast because sometimes you don't know what you don't know in a facility. Sometimes by utilizing the data and being very, analytical and quite pointed. You get to the the nub of the problem a lot quicker. You're able to do some really in-depth analysis. You're also allowed to, through the utilization of data analytics, start to really get into, well, can I compare and contrast versus maybe a shift or a line or a facility or a country or a zone? And then once you have that data, you then start to be able to make some really serious decisions around IoT 4.0 in terms of optimization and the sustainability reduction or carbon reduction piece so by better monitoring and control of things like energy consumption through maybe sub metering and sensing technology you start to understand where your usage starts so all of a sudden we're building a baseline story and then if we have things like sensing technology with baseline software helping some of our customers for example in food and beverage understanding where their operational effectiveness sits today with one version of the truth. And actually this is really important, is that no longer reliant on maybe spreadsheets or manual intervention, but actually giving a real true view of what a given facility is doing. Now, one area that we found really quite interesting when we were looking at building our own, we actually called it smart factory program, which is how do we optimize our own facilities of which we've done a hundred out of our 200 thus far. When we started to use the technology, one, there were a few things that kind of evolved from that. We started to pull together multifunctional teams to help us understand where the issues were, which was great, but also it really gave us actually a really interesting piece of work that we completed into the market and doing some investigation into how do we get more early careers into our facilities. And we found that we became a more attractive company when it became obvious that we were investing heavy in ourselves. On IoT, on digital transformation and it was felt that by the very nature of some of our applicants they became attracted to the point that we were utilizing technology more and
0: more to make us more effective. Some great feedback there Mark and given the complexity of the topic and we've already touched on this many people expected a faster roll out of industry 4.0. Are you surprised at the time it's taken for companies to adopt the approach just to build on some previous comments?
1: Well, I think there's two stats that stand out for me, actually. One is that the UK is the ninth largest manufacturing zone in the globe. So first of all, the ninth largest. So pretty much unknown, I would say, if I look at the way that we present ourselves to the global sphere. And then the second piece, which really does worry me, is that we are in that same sphere. We're the 24th in the globe in terms of our automation and robotic adoption in this area. So we're the worst in G7, which is a concern for me. We're trying to do a lot of work through the MTC, through government, through government bodies to try and help raise the profile in this space. But it doesn't really surprise me, Simon, that we're in this spot where the adoption of these technologies is probably slower than we'd all like. And I think that what would really help us is to start thinking really cleverly now about what kind of, and I mentioned this earlier, what kind of team needs to be built, that cross-functional team needs to be built and put together to help accelerate on an IoT 4.0 strategy to help solve the problem, going back to the problem again, and also to optimize those facilities. It's an interesting spot, and I think that we've got a lot more work to do in raising the PR brand of automation, robotics and software in the UK.
0: You've clearly explained the challenges, but also offered up some solutions now. We should uh, approach it to overcome it and again realise that opportunity. So moving the conversation forward, recent final research showed that difficulties in identifying or achieving positive return on investments is an issue potentially delaying Industry 4.0 deployment. How easy, in your view, is it to measure the benefits financially?
1: Well, I think that this goes back to, well, what problem are we trying to solve? So if the problem is, maybe a couple of examples here, is that I have a waste issue on my production line and I'm producing something in food and beverage. Well, that's very easy to calculate by the very nature of what production am I now putting in place that allows me, or what changes am I going to put in place that allows me to reduce my waste or improve my yield in that instance. So there's one area to kind of consider from a return on investment perspective. And quite frankly, the industry is pretty well versed on knowing, pretty well versed I would say actually, on knowing what those numbers look like today. And by working with a, an organization like Schneider Electric, we could help them kind of facilitate that discussion as to what investment could look like and the payback return on investment could look like for an organization. So that's the operational piece, a very simple observation from me there. But also then if I think about, sustainability and energy usage? Well, by very simple means of energy metering, tracking, tracing where energy is being used, not just electricity, but atypical wages, environment of water, air, gas, electricity, and steam, you can quickly see what the return on investment could be for understanding what a customer's baseline might look like in all of those areas. And I'm probably giving the two easiest examples, let's be absolutely clear. But I think we're starting to build a portfolio of best case and case studies that allows clients to see what the outcome could look like. But I think it's threefold, really, is what is the baseline you're trying to solve and what is the issue today? What could that return look like? And then maybe just think about, well, is it this return I'm really interested in in terms of investment? Or is it if I understand my baseline, then I start to make the critical decisions and investments around how do I really start to save either cash? or optimize my plan, or reduce carbon I'm pumping into the air. So I think they would be the examples that I could give on return on investment there, Simon.
0: Some really good guidance on what our listeners can measure. And again, it comes back to that question of what are you trying to answer? And then from that, you can define the metrics. So again, really great insights. Thank you, Mark. In our recent survey, we found many of Farnell's customers are partnering to deliver industrial IoT services and products. Is Schneider Electric also using partnerships to deliver a complete industry 4.0 solution?
1: Absolutely. The simple answer is yes. And within our own smart factories, partnered with multiple different vendors, multiple different consultants to give us what we deemed as the smartest and most effective solution for us. So, yes, we have to partner and actually... We still find ourselves partnering today with other key technology providers, notably in maybe some of the more complex areas in either robotics or working with other vendors on utility frameworks, et cetera. So we believe and acknowledge that working with partners is really critical. We also acknowledge that working with supply chain partners is really important too and by that i mean system integrators maybe machine builders interlinked and interspersed within the end user community as well so yeah partnerships are really really important and don't i guess that the point here is and maybe guidance here is don't think this is a journey you have to and should travel on your own there are multiple people out there willing to help and support
0: Yeah, obviously there's a lot of knowledge and expertise out there and it's going to be really important that companies and manufacturers come together to help the adoption of Industry 4.0. So again, some great insights there, Mark. Another trend we identified was the rapid adoption of artificial intelligence in industrial IoT systems. Are you using artificial intelligence to deliver Industry 4.0 solutions?
1: The simple answer again to that is yes. I mean, we're doing Quite a bit of work with our service organization looking at how we monitor and predict any potential issues for our clients on certain technologies. So we do that today utilizing a bureau function. So that's really important for us at number one. We also use AI obviously within our automation offer because you know it's really important to understand what the performance of any given product is, where we might share that information as well, whether that's through SCADA, straight to the cloud, or on premise too. So we do quite a bit of work on that piece. But we also saw the significance of AI actually within Schneider Electric. And back uh, 18 months ago now, we actually started an organization and built a role chief AI officer actually, helping us build platforms, further technology at a faster rate because we see AI as an integral part of both our offer and one of the mechanisms to help support our customers and help them become more operationally effective. So yes, we absolutely see the benefit and power of AI. We've done a fair amount already, but we recognize this space is growing and developing at such a rapid rate. We've built a small team well, I say a small team, quite a substantial team, actually, globally, to help us accelerate in this space.
0: Yes, yeah, so something Schneider are obviously making a lot of investment in. And when you think about the actual products, or so the hardware that um, Schneider manufactured to support 4.0, what makes your solutions so unique, would you say?
1: Well, I think the interesting area for us, it probably starts from a top down, actually. So with the work that we now do with Aviva, who we have a 60% ownership of, so for those that don't know, Aviva are a FTSE 100-based software business, actually born just outside of Cambridge here in the UK in 1974. We look at these organizations quite frequently, and in particular, you know, the acquisition of Aviva was a really important one for us because it allowed us to build on The great stack and hardware that we had at both sensing technology level and then at the edge as well so if i think about when a customer comes to talk to us well what's really important of course going back to solving issues again but the portfolio is strong enough in both breadth and depth to help a customer really connect from and i use these terminologies quite frequently is from the shop floor up into the decision making suite right at the top end so I think if I was to look at, well, what are we doing differently? There's a couple of areas there. I think we've got some smart technology around motor management and the way that we collect and provide data information, either up on the edge or into the cloud. So we're doing some great work in that space on a product called Tesis Island. So already we're talking to multiple customers in both the CPG consumer packaged goods environment and water wastewater. So that's moving at pace for us. We also, of course, do a lot of work at that edge layer, and we've got some really innovative products, certainly around PLCs, which is the mainstay of some of our automation offer. But then, when I think about some of the power that we have sitting on the edge now that where you know some quite clever and fast moving decisions can be made, then we've got a great bunch of technology to help support customers there so they're two things in isolation, but actually, when you weave that then into the apps and analytics layer from Schneider Electric and the power of what Aviva can bring in terms of predictive analytics, then I think we're into a world where customers then start to really feel like they own either their estate or their production facility. So yeah, I think we call it ecostructure. It's basically the top to end of how do I connect my facility and I get that visibility from both sensing technology then up into the cloud to enable customers to make some real-time decisions, but also real decisions based on one version of the truth. So I think that's where our offer can really help and resonate with clients.
0: No, that's great. And Schneider clearly does offer a full range of products and software and analytical solutions to help customers overcome their uh, challenges. So that's great insight, Mark. So what do you think will be the biggest change or trend in the IoT Industry 4.0 in the next five to ten years?
1: For me, it's the sense in technology. We've seen that in the past five years grow at a really accelerated rate. The other thing that I think could help us enormously is that industry pulls together and helps, I guess, the rest of the world and the rest of the UK see that actually automation, technology, robotics are really powerful to help our economy become more effective than it is today and more productive than what it is today as well. So I mentioned earlier about our size of our manufacturing base here, and then about our adoption of the technology. So that's the final bit for me, where I think with the influx and introduction of early talent into our world, we then can start to see how some of those early careers may start to think slightly different, may be able to bring slightly different perspectives and solutions and thought processes to help solve some of those challenges. So I think, you know, sensing technology without question will grow at a significant rate in the next five to 10 years. I see our adoption rate getting faster and faster and faster as we implement at pace once we've done our PR exercise, Simon, in the UK and Ireland. And then the final piece for me is how do we set ourselves up as organisations? And I think our early careers are better informed. They also have an ability to problem solve with a slightly different perspective to maybe what we think about in our world today. So I think they would be the three areas that I could see helping us transform in the next period. And we shouldn't forget that software, technology, AI will become an everyday part of what we talk about in manufacturing and utilities. So yeah, they would be the key areas, I think, for us, Simon, to think about in the next period.
0: It's a great answer and the adoption is a topic that's come up several times in this podcast so something we clearly need to think about to move Industry 4.0 forward. Is there anything else you'd like to add to what we haven't already covered today?
1: I don't think so. The areas of particular interest for me and Schneider Electric are it's not a IoT 4.0 is it's a wider and broader topic than just IoT 4.0. It spans into both the way that we utilize electricity. So we now at Schneider Electric talk about electricity 4.0 and how do we best digitize to make ourselves more optimized in terms of the way that we use power and in particular electricity because we all know the challenges we've got and the one and a half degree commitment as per the Paris Agreement to help reduce our energy usage. So IoT 4.0 spans into that area. It spans into the optimized plant area. It can also be something really basic, like what we do in our homes. So the way we control our heating, our lighting, which I'm sure is probably on the minds of quite a few people in terms of what the energy bills are doing for us as we speak today. So I think broadly, IoT 4.0 is not just containerized into manufacturing. It actually spreads across every part of our lives that we touch. And the dawn of the iPod, the iPhone, iPad, and other great brands out there as well, by the way. I'm not just punting one, but, um, you know, (laughs) they've all helped us get better acquainted with IoT 4.0. So I'm very hopeful about what the next five or ten years could bring, just going back to your last question. But it's on us all to make it a reality. So I'm really looking forward to trying to shape that in industry.
0: You mentioned energy bills there so perhaps just on a lighter topic at the end of each podcast we like to ask our guests a few questions to get to know you better. Mark are you ready for our quick fire question round?
1: Yeah please hit me with it.
0: So first one what's the craziest application you have seen one of your products used in?
1: Well a great application actually is the Tottenham Hotspur football ground so our automation drives HMI Scada controls the pitch And we're particularly proud of this because um, it was part of an overall scheme for Tottenham. So that is a really crazy, honestly, that is a really crazy application. And the pitch actually then rolls out underneath the stadium so that they can use the pitch below, which is in old money, an artificial pitch, in new money, a 4G pitch. So they can run both NFL games, American football and concerts within the stadium.
0: That's pretty amazing, and especially if you're a Spurs fan, to anyone listening. So next one. Who is your favourite band of all time? Oh, wow.
1: These are really tough, aren't they? I suppose, (laughs) I don't know if I can have two, Dire
0: Straits and Guns N' Roses for me. Excellent, excellent. Maybe the latter choice is better for me, but uh, that's great, Mark. Last question. uh, What is the biggest challenge you've faced in your career, and how did you overcome it? I'm not sure I'm
1: there yet, to be honest. Like I've said previously, the biggest challenge, I think, is upcoming, which is how do we get the adoption of robotics and automation, get that accelerated in our industry? And I'm really on the curve of how do we make this a reality? And I think we owe it to the next wave of both engineers, marketeers, sales, operations. I think we owe it to them to to ensure that we adopt and start to get up that league table in terms of our adoption rate. So. I've had a few challenges, but I think the next five to 10 years is the one I'm really looking forward to, to see what we can't do together to change that.
0: Well, thank you, Mark. I mean, th- this has been fantastic. If our listeners would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you?
1: Well, I think I'm always available on email. I'm quite a busy guy during the day, so I will try and respond where I can, but I'm on mark.yeels.se.com.
0: Thank you. Just before we go, do you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners?
1: I think I'm it out. You've exhausted me, Simon. So, um, but thank you for the opportunity to come and talk to you. I really enjoyed this. Very good.
0: You're more than welcome. And thank you so much for joining us on the Innovation Experts podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I would very much like to encourage you to check out Mark Yiels and Schneider Electric Online to find out more information about their specialist products, services and solutions. We would love to hear what you have to say about how Industry 4.0 is supporting innovation in your sector. So please get in touch with us at technology at or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. Just search Simon Meadmore.